Welcome to the Adam Rothstein Hockey Podcast. This is your podcast for all things hockey. On this podcast, we talk about past history to the modern day and what you can do to grow the sport. I am your host, Adam Rothstein. All right, let's get to the show. Okay, everyone, this is episode 44. So uh, this is going to be a little bit of a personal note. Uh, Refing and refereeing uh, is something I did want to get into. And it's unfortunate for me that I can't just get certified like within a month or even two months. I have to wait till June to take the classes, first of all. And after that, you know, I still have to wait, uh, and then maybe I'll be ready to go for the 2023-2024 season and as well. So uh, I do want to uh, bring in some referees, and, and there's a lot of referees that quit. And it's unfortunate as well when you have parents sometimes rushing onto the ice and and just being like, you called penalty on my kid too many times. You know, you got to let things slide. And it's like, well, if I let things slide, then it's not fair to the kid who who was tripped or hooked or was interfered with as well because that kid doesn't get a fair chance to play the game. And, and it's not fair to the other kids who if if one team could have had a certain chance and didn't because I didn't make because I intentionally didn't call something that should have been called and and it's very difficult to manage this and and you're going to miss calls or you're not going to see everything you're going to call the wrong offsides or something or someone's going to complain about the face off like it, like you just drop it down. Oh no, you 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 did like two centimeters to the left, and it's incorrect. It's like like who like geez, you're not going to be perfect all the time, and and it's and it's okay. You're you're not perfect. Um, now if you can deal with parents yelling at you or like jeering you or something, you're you're gonna. If you can manage that, you can manage the mites. It, it, it's or uh, the ten-year-old or whoever you're roughing, because it's it's not necessarily gonna be the how should I put? It's not gonna necessarily be the kids that have a problem with you because what can they do as well? It's either gonna be you're gonna have more issue issues with the coaches or the parents than anyone else if a kid does hurt you i mean you can throw him out for unsportsman like conduct if it if someone punches you unsportsman like kind send him or her out of the game immediately because that should not be tolerated we're not you're you know if you're listening to this or if you're watching me on youtube or spotify um you know we're not going to be dealing with fighting and and we shouldn't and it's not our job to allow it. It's not in our 
you know, it's fine with the NHL. They know what they're getting into. They, in a way, signed a contract, you know, to do that uh, because, you know, it's become ingrained in their culture. So NHL players, fine. Down in the mites, down in the peewees, down in midgets or bantam, keep that the heck away from the game because you need to keep players safe and these are typically going to be minors um if you if you're in the junior league aside from that um but these are you're typically going to be working with minors and well those under the age of 17 as well when you first go and and it is easier to manage some kids and you're not going to and the skating is not going to be as demanding on you and you will have your linesman as well it's not it's never just it won't be just you if if you're going into an organized league. If you're doing, if you're doing, excuse me, if you're going into an organized league, that's the key thing. And when you do, um, you know, go in and go practice, you're gonna you're gonna see a lot too, of you know of how things work, and and you'll get used to the calls if someone does trip someone unintentionally still you call that because it's a trip you know you know they're not there like if something gets caught if a stick gets caught in someone and then that person calls you you call that immediately you call that you have to to keep your eyes aware and and it's a good start for you when you do um ref the peewees or the mites or something that's always a good start all right, I, I've got a uh, wow. That was a good start there. Uh, trying to think here. Uh, um, also, um, for those of you in special hockey, yeah, you just you see something, uh, call it, give the other team a penalty shot uh, on whoever was, uh, you know, had that penalty committed against him or her. Um, and just keep that going. So you're not going to be as, uh, your tasks are not going to be as demanding as someone who has to send kids to the box. Sending kids to the box um, shouldn't be difficult um, running a house league. If you're uh, doing travel, um, remember you're going to be traveling with the teams going to different areas in your state, or you're going to, um, or you're going to be going out of state uh, to to ref those games but uh when you get to that level and uh that and uh you can ask all about that in at ref camp or wherever you, you go um now uh on here's a benefit to uh becoming a uh, referee is that yeah you get to make a little extra money too and and it does pay pretty well as well um i think there was a 16 year old that uh, had like made $300 um, per like maybe two games or maybe it was three, but 150 bucks a game uh, or like $150 a night. Think about at 16 years old. Uh, that's about the, I think that would be like over 40 or 50 grand. I'll if I can get my, I'm going to, I'm going to do the math on this. Uh, but it, it well, he's not earning 150 grand every 365 days a year, that would be just too demanding. And but if he 
was able to keep that up times 365. Yeah, you'd be making uh, about what I'm making, 54 grand a year, uh, which is still pretty good for a 16-year-old. Uh, if you if you if you have three hundred dollars or or like maybe you get to like four fifty or even five hundred dollars a month at sixteen, um, you can certainly do a lot with that. You can uh can't really exactly buy a used car right now, but uh you can you can still take a nice a girl on a date as well if you're doing that at sixteen. You can uh, start putting some money towards college if you do want to go that route. I'd say uh, take a gap year at least and then uh, work a little bit, still become a ref. And uh, there's that. Uh, and, um, and, and just get some experience as well and uh, just work uh, for a little while as well. I do think uh, if... If I discovered this sooner, I would have taken it. Um, but I think I think my dad was worried about me. My coaches were worried about me taking it up because I just don't know if I would have been able to handle the criticism of that um, environment, you know, at 17 years old. I mean, if I did do that, if I did manage that, I think I would have rocked it. I think at some point, you know, you get used to it, you work at it, and you would succeed at it. But to the young guys, definitely take this up because we need referees and we need to grow this sport and we cannot grow this sport without referees. Um, if you go back to my initial um, video on referees and doing the hand signals and stuff, uh, I do admit that was not the best filmed. Uh, so I will um, try and see what I can do uh, next time. And, uh, if you do want a video study guide, I will be making that. So head over to YouTube and, uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. The link is in the, uh, uh, show notes or description, uh, below. So, uh, just be sure to do that. Um, and, and also head over to Substack because, uh, when you sign up, you get a free, um, you get access to the Google doc of the hand signals and, uh, Use that as a study guide to study. So um, definitely uh, go pick that up as well. And um, yeah, I just wanted to put that those out there. Um, and uh, if you do subscribe to Substack, you don't need to pay. Uh, um, you don't need to become a paid paid subscriber to uh, get access to that Google Doc. You can still just have it um, when you sign up and uh, just send me your email. So just keeping that uh, you guys aware. Refereeing as, you know, once we really did begin organized hockey in the uh, late 19th century, did we actually see that come about? And, and uh, I mean, these guys were not the best. I mean, like if, I'm not even sure if we have footage of like someone in like 1898 or something, of all that, because uh, that would be uh, still very difficult. I don't even know if that footage, you know, is there. But I, I take it that they were not the best skaters. Uh, becoming a better skater is going to be crucial for you. Now, one of the benefits of being a ref is that you do not have 
all the equipment on you. You're going to, if you do want to put on some elbow pads or like some knee pads as well, I still would recommend it. You're not going to have uh, hockey pants on. And believe me, that would be weird. But um, uh, so find something. And if you really want to keep something to keep your hips protected, I say uh, look at maybe some certain pants or something. But uh, just learn to fall right, I guess. Um, uh, because uh, you're, you may fall a bit um jumping and staying out of clear of the puck uh make sure if you're coming in to if you got uh two players coming in on um for a potential onside play or or an offensive zone attack make sure you're actually in the potential offensive zone for one thing um and then if they use the boards, you uh, you skate you skate hard away from it, but but you but you keep your eye on the puck if that makes sense. So you turn around and spin, and and also you uh, and you stay on the walls. You let the defenseman make plays as well. So you just get moving as well and try and do not cross in between defensemen or anything like that you uh, just stay away from them and just work on getting to the other side as well and uh and practice makes perfect i'm gonna ask um one of my uh, beer league colleagues um even though it's like pick up beer league and no one's really uh we don't exactly have a ref and i've I kind of want to do it because um, it keeps you have to keep a certain focus and and you need to practice. And I think, you know, practicing once a week at like open hockey is uh, is good. And uh, and sometimes you have to be a little unorthodox, too. And I think I found myself in the perfect position to become that um, and get some practice as well and uh, get some good ice time as well uh you're going to be out there for most of the game as well so uh uh your rest periods when you are resting is when you're telling the players to square up if they lean over one of the l's in the face-off circle um you tell them square up give them another chance if they uh if they inch in again kick that person out send get someone in and get someone else in and uh, tell them to square up, drop that puck and you're, and you skate out of there and you skate out of there as well. And, and staying on the inside part, because if you go to the, you know, you know, then you can go to the other wall and then all the 10 other players on the ice, assuming there's no penalties, all the 10 other players on the ice can work and uh, you get to the wall and and guess what? You have better vision when you're like seeing things out as well. And and, and the uh, rink is about maybe thirty feet. Thirty. Uh, okay, hold on. I I should. I'm gonna get this right. So the rink is definitely uh, is wide enough where it would uh, be that um, 
where you could see it as well, and you're on the other side of the wall. Yeah, so uh, looking this up, and right now, mm -mm -mm. cars, 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 cars. Yeah, it's 85 feet wide. A hockey rink is 85 feet wide, okay? So you can skate back real quickly, get to the other side of where the face-off was, and when you're in the offensive or defensive end of whatever perspective you want to take, once you get there, you can see everything as well. If the puck comes around, if like someone – if a defenseman wants to sweep it on the boards, get out of the way, let that puck travel and and go the other way. And then you can uh, skate with, you know, that player, um, you know, I mean, keep like maybe 10 feet at least, probably more um, as well. Um, and then head down to the goal line and make sure that everything, you know, it clears the goal line, uh, it clears, it crosses the crosses the goal line, a hundred percent completely, as well. And if you see that that biscuit in the basket, blow that whistle and goal. So there's that. I think it's gonna be good. Um, uh, get a good visor as well. If you wear glasses like me, I think uh, get some uh, goggles as well and uh and uh some defogging spray maybe and uh and and get some advice on that too i'm not too familiar with that uh it's been a while since i've got the goggles I, i've been playing with these by the way and um and uh yeah so there's that um let me know what you think of this episode uh i've got um I think um, I'm not going to, I'm going to see if I can get a referee on this podcast and just get his um, intake as well. And, uh, and, um, or anyone's intake as well. If you're a referee, please reach out to me as well. I'll put my email address um, in the show notes as well. And um, because I'd love to have a conversation of who, of anyone's experience on this and just like how they deal with the tough uh, situations. So I think that would be good for everyone and to get that knowledge out there. So uh, let me know what you think. Uh, like this podcast, share this podcast, five stars on Apple, five stars on Spotify, write me a little review. Let me know what you think and uh, like comment, subscribe. If you're on YouTube with that being said, have a wonderful day.